Good morning, church family. I'm glad to see you this morning. Um, Let me share some parish concerns with you all this morning. So, top of my mind, in addition to the Costa Rica mission trip, they left yesterday. They had quite a time leaving, I understand. The plane um, was delayed quite a bit. I want you to keep praying for our Costa Rica mission team. David Coker and um, Thomas are heading that up. Also, we've got Vacation Bible School starting tonight. Uh, You might have noticed some funny signs around the church that talk about the the food drive that we're having, the food drive fracas. Um, So our good sports, Brandy and Julie, are pitting the boys and the girls against each other, and whoever loses, mm, there's always a penalty, so we'll see what happens there. If you would like to participate, we want every church member to bring in food for Manor House, and, um, and we'll collect them in the finale until the finale, which will be Wednesday night. So take a look at our funny signs, and, um, and I want to say that I appreciate our good sports that our staff are. Um, So just some things to call attention to in the bulletin, which have all the details. That pickles and ice cream ought to get your, usually ice cream gets people's attention pretty quickly, but pickles and ice cream is pickleball and ice cream. Take a read of that. Spirit of Central, and we have a wonderful band coming to celebrate with us. So Spirit of Central is Wednesday the 29th. And I want you to notice in the bulletin all the opportunities to volunteer in ministries here. So the blessing box, I'm looking for leaders for the Sunday school, um, for the sunshine class, and summer choir. You know, if you want to sing, this is the chance. This is your time. I have been asked by our staff, to remind you to bring attention to that registration part in the bulletin. That's not a fun ministry thing to listen to look at, but it is good stewardship. So in order to make sure that we have enough food, enough materials, everything we need for every event we do, we're doing registration. It's really good stewardship. So if you will take a moment, you can do it right now from your seat with your phone, there are QR codes in there to register for things and, um, or just call in the church office and we'll help get you started or do it over the phone. But let's get registered, if you will, so that we're not um, wasting anything and that we're well prepared. You'll notice also about the clergy appointments. This is the time of year. We've met with the annual conference this past week. On Tuesday, the appointments were finalized. And as expected, Thomas and I have been reappointed to Central, and um, as you know, Derek will be moving his next, last Sunday is next Sunday, and he'll be preaching the services. So please come in and join us um, as we continue to celebrate Derek and his family, and then we'll welcome Ann Kovan and her family on June 29th. It's the same all over South Carolina, so prayers for those clergy transitions, please. And finally, as we listen to our prelude today, 
I'll invite you to take a few moments to continue to pray for peace in our world. For those who suffer, for those who need us and need the Holy Spirit to help us be present in this time of worship, that's a wonderful time to get our hearts and minds prepared to worship together. How majestic is the name of the Lord. We have been made a little less than God.
invite you to remain standing as we affirm our faith using the historic Apostles' Creed as found on Selection 881 in your hymnal. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life Please be seated. I now invite you to join me in the collect and the Lord's Prayer as found printed in your bulletin. Let us pray. O Lord, the Savior and Guardian of all who call upon your name, turn away from your church the false attraction of the world's wisdom that under the teaching of your Spirit we may find pleasure in your truth. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, we now pray as your Son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Welcome to Central this morning. Uh, for everyone who's here, for everyone who's listening, uh, I invite you to pass the pew pad along and sign it so that we're knowing that you're here. Uh, I want to invite you to participate in ministry at our great church. And if you're at all interested in getting more connected in our church, please feel free to talk to the clergy like Reverend Thomas Smith, Reverend Derek Cattenhead, and Reverend Meg Junis. Um, I now invite the Vacation Bible School leaders to stand for the Vacation Bible School Commissioning. Anyone that's been involved in Vacation Bible School, the planning, the helping, the teacher treats, please stand. And there's an insert in your bulletin to read along. Um, 
Okay. From the book of Matthew, we hear these words, Give us this day our daily bread. You who have committed to lead are dedicating yourselves to leading the children, the chefs, who will attend VBS this week. You have committed to guide our chefs, all our children, to a deeper relationship with God through Jesus by guiding them to turn to God to meet their daily needs. As leaders, you must do the same and together commit to join God in providing for the needs of others. We ask you to help pray, our, all of our leaders, if you will join me. Okay? We ask you to help us pray as we seek God's help. We ask you to pray for all those whose lives will be impacted by our efforts. We ask you to help us extend an invitation to neighbors and relatives and friends to join us at the Food Truck Party VBS. Leaders? God who is great, let us join you in doing great things. God is great. God who is good, help us share your goodness to all of our neighbors. God is good. God, who provides all we need, we give you thanks. Let us thank God for our food. God, please use us as your hands in doing the work and sharing the good news you've called us to do. By God's hands, we all are fed. God, who provides, we call on you to prepare our spirits and bodies with what we need each day to do your work. Give us, Lord, our daily bread. We pray pray that that the Holy Spirit will will guide and direct your steps. We pray that chefs who attend VBS sense the the presence of the Holy Spirit in their lives and will be endowed with gifts that God provides. May God guide us during these days and use us to lead the way for our chefs. Let us pray. Gracious God, thank you for these people you have called to your service. Give each leader a kind and compassionate heart for each child and youth. Fill their hearts with love and help them to be a blessing to all who take part in our food truck party. Amen. Hear the reading from Proverbs 8, 1 through 4, and 22 through 31. The gifts of wisdom. Does not wisdom call and understanding raise her voice? On the heights, beside the way, and at the crossroads, she takes her stand. Beside the gates in front of the town, at the entrance of the portals, she cries out, To you, O people, I call. And my cry is to all who live. And 22 through 31. Wisdom's part in creation. 
The Lord created me as the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of long ago. Ages ago I was set up. At the first before the beginning of the earth, when there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs abounding with water, before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, I was brought forth. When he had not yet made earth and fields, or the world's first bit of soil, when he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit, so that the waters might not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him like a master worker. And I was daily his delight, playing before him always, playing in his inhabited world, and delighting in the human race. This is the word of the Lord.
Hear now the epistle lesson from the book of Romans, chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand, and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint. Us. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. The word of God for the people of God. I now invite you to join me in the act of praise, uh, selection 743 in your hymnal. Please stand as you are able. chanted above the heavens by the mouth of babes and infants. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers. What are human beings that you are mindful of them? Yet you have made them little less than God and crowned them with glory and honor. You have given them dominion over the works of your hands. All sheep and oxen, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, invite the children to come forward for children's time. Good morning. Let's get, we'll put your offering right up here on the, yeah, you go. Yeah, just put it up. Oh, oh my goodness. It's okay. Just Thank you. Thank you. And we're going to put it in the offering plate. Thank you. And put those. Yeah, there you go. We'll put it in the envelope. So has everybody had a good first week of summer? 
Oh, that's it. You sound like you've had a great week. Well, I am very excited because guess what we're going to do this week starting tonight? Anna Reeves. Bible school. So I just wanted to tell you. Yes, Mary Dupree. Oh, she is. There are a lot of moms and dads working at Vacation Bible School, and we could not have done it without them. So make sure you give them an extra hug today when you see them, okay? Yes, Anna Reeves. And your grandma's working. Yes, we have grandma's working too. We have a lot of people working. I am so excited. So I was going to tell you a little bit about what we're going to be learning this week at Vacation Bible School, okay? So this Vacation Bible School is called Food Truck Rodeo, on, the, on a Roll with God. Who's ever eaten at a food truck before? Raise your hand. You've eaten at a food truck rodeo before. Okay. With your friends. Was it fun? Well, that's how much fun you're going to have this week at our food truck rodeo. Because you're going to be the chefs and you're going to learn all about God and how we are fed by God's hands and how we can help other people. We're also going to do a mission project this week. And our mission project is the Mana House who helps to feed people that don't have food. So every night you can bring in food to help with the Mana House, okay? So we're going to be helping others while we're also learning about God. And let me tell you some of the people that are going to be there. So we have a Top Chef Tim's. I don't know if anybody knows Top Chef Tim's. We have DJ Cupcake. We have another Top Chef who you all know. Um, and so that's going to be how we're going to start our food truck party. We're going to have cool music, exciting science, creative crafts, fun recreation, and lots of memorable Bible studies. And we're going to learn about how we can turn to God for him to help provide our daily needs and how we can join with God to provide the needs of others. Now, the main course is our main Bible verse, and I want you to think about this before you come so you'll know it ahead of everybody, okay? It comes from the book of Matthew in the New Testament, and it's from Matthew chapter 6, verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread. Can y'all say that with me? Give us this day our daily bread. That's what we're going to talk about every single day, and that's going to be our main Bible verse, okay? So, I'm ready to get on a roll with God, are y'all? Yes! So let's say a prayer before we go, okay? Dear God, we thank you for all the people who made Vacation Bible School possible this week. We thank you, God, for all you're going to do this week. We thank you for all the friends that are going to be coming. And we ask that you give us this day our daily bread. Amen.
All right, go home and rest because you got a food truck party tonight, okay? I'll see you tonight. Along with um, the people that Brandy named the parents and the grandparents, I have to say I'm very impressed with how many people that don't have children participating 
this year are doing behind-the-scenes things, building sets and things like that. And um, it's truly a church family endeavor, this Vacation Bible School. That is something to praise God for. As I prepare to read our gospel lesson today, I want to um, remind you that John, who I'll be reading from, is talking about how Jesus is speaking to the disciples about how he goes away, how he's getting ready to go away, about the companion, the advocate that will be sent by Jesus. The Holy Spirit will continue to show the world about sin and judgment and righteousness. If you read a little bit earlier in chapter 16, it'll give you some of that background. Jesus is saying this because the humankind did not fully believe Jesus, even when he was among us. The gospel this morning is from John 16, the 12th through 15th chapter, excuse me, chapter 16, the 12th through 15th verses. And I'm going to read from the Common English Bible this morning since it's a little bit difficult to follow sometimes. Hear now the word of the Lord. I have much more to say to you, but you can't handle it now. However, when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all truth. He won't speak on his own, but will say whatever he hears and will proclaim to you what is to come. He will glorify me because he will take what is mine and proclaim it to you. Everything that the Father has is mine. That's why I said that the Spirit takes what is mine and will proclaim it to you. Soon you won't be able to see me. Soon after that, you will see me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So John, the theologian, is sharing these words with us. Um, As Jesus talks to his frightened followers, he has told them some hard truths, which we've heard in these past weeks, including the fact that he's going to lead them and that life will not be easy for them. Just as he has been hated, so we who follow Jesus will also be hated at times. Jesus has also spent some time reassuring them and Now he tells them and us, he still has a lot to say, but not yet. We're not ready yet. So reading these words and trying to follow them, I think it's pretty fair to say that in my mind I thought, why? So so far this doesn't exactly satisfy my curiosity. You know, why say that we can't handle it yet? Why even approach this with them. So this is a little bit of unpacking of that. A few years ago, I went to a clergy meeting in Columbia, and afterwards, some of us went on a team-building thing to an escape room, right? It was supposed to be a lot of fun, and 
Um, this, this was my first escape room. I don't know if any of you have done one of those, but I wasn't exactly thrilled about the idea of being trapped in this room with a bunch of people that I really didn't know. The only thing worse is I could think about was being trapped in the room with my family. <laughs> but I'm game to play. So the object is to find clues that help you take the next steps to get out of the room. You're trapped in an escape room. You, there are some hints. Um, in our room, there was a speaker. There was a voice that came through the speaker. So you're in a room with all these objects, and you've got no idea what of the objects are significant. It's like being in this room and what's going to be significant and what's just there for decoration. And it seems like each escape room has a theme. So our theme was a haunted house. And uh, the room we entered into basically looked like my aunt, my auntie's house when I was growing up. It had a lot of antiques. It looked like things that you weren't supposed to touch. And um, I walked in last because... I'm all about letting other people go first and take that risk, right? So I walked in last, and I stood in the middle of this room, and everybody was standing still, and then chaos broke loose. A lot of the people had already done this before, and what they did is they started doing crazy things, at least to my mind. They were taking pictures off the walls and looking behind them and picking up the carpet and opening drawers and... um, Basically, this was just way out of my comfort zone. But in a little while, some order began to emerge. Someone found a piece of paper that led to a map on the back of a carpet, that led to a key in a drawer, and so on. And eventually, with a lot of time and some discussion, we'll say it's discussion, maybe some arguing, a review of the words, and finally... A few hints from that disembodied voice from the speaker, who I suspected was getting a little impatient with us, Um, things began to make a little more sense, and we ended up making our way through this dark, kind of creepy area with its secret passageways and traps and out into the light. And finally, I was able to relax and breathe. So... Some of the things that I learned that day. One, this is not something that you'd want to do all by yourself. And two, you need people around you who have different perspectives than you do because I would still be stuck in that room. I would never pick up a rug to look underneath it. But there were people that chose to do that. So different perspectives. And three, we really needed that voice of guidance that came from the speaker. So I guess you know where I'm going with this. The church is full of people, you can look around you, who don't see things the way you do. God has given us each different gifts and different life experiences, different personalities, in order to be an effective ministry together. And most importantly, God has given us the Holy Spirit to guide us and to be our voice. 
Each of these things in the escape room and in the church analogy are revelations. And you can even use this as kind of an analogy for our discipleship journey. Think of it like this. So God provided human beings with the law. And what the law did was it gave us an understanding of why we need God, what sin is, how we were broken, and it helped us understand why we needed grace. Then God gives us God's self. As he's born as a baby into this world. Emmanuel, God among us. We see that we are made in the image of God and we have a chance to imitate the life of Jesus. That compassion and kindness and love for God and one another above all. God is revealed in Jesus, the one who loves us so much that God is willing to die for our salvation. God is compassionate and loving and forgiving. And now we have traveled through the church year, through the resurrection. You know, we celebrated Easter. And last Sunday we wrangled with the meaning of Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit and the birth of the Christian church. We understand that the promise Jesus made that the advocate would be with us even when Jesus was no longer with us. We begin to understand that the Holy Spirit is the continuing revelation of God. When I say that, this is not that the revelation has changed. It's that it's beginning to unfold for us. God who guides us, who partners with us for the transformation of the world, empowers us by the Holy Spirit to do more than we can do on our own. God who clarifies our understanding of ourselves and and of God. And most importantly, the Holy Spirit that grows within us as we grow in faith and renews us to a life of Christ. Jesus is telling us the Holy Spirit will declare to you the things that are to come. That's what you'll find if you read a little further in John, and you'll see that Jesus then breathed on the disciples and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Here at Central... And I'm sure every church, we talk a lot about the Holy Spirit empowering us. What does this really mean, though? Well, again, I invite you to look around. You have examples all around you. What made Amanda Allen and Beth Fannin feel like they could put together a vacation Bible school? I mean, other than Brandy. What made Hank Leake think he could create a Christmas time Salkahatchee? That was crazy. What made Betty Wyman feel that she could teach the way she taught all those years to experienced 
Christians. Or Art Justice began a bed ministry. There are countless examples of y'all that sit before us now of participation in ministry. What made David Coker think he could lead a mission trip to Costa Rica? Think about that. This is the Holy Spirit in action. Not just empowering individuals, because it wasn't just individual people. It's using the church, us, the body of Christ, to facilitate these ministries. God partnering with us, God partnering with the people. And you know what is required of us is to pay attention and to take the risk to do the work and seek out the means to make this happen. It took study and patience and trust, but it all started with God. This passage from the 16th chapter of John is used today on Trinity Sunday to explain or try to explain what God as the Trinity means. God is one and yet three persons. On this Trinity Sunday, as we have followed the life of Jesus, his humanity as well as his divinity, after the resurrection that's helped us understand about our salvation needs, through Jesus Christ, the powerful story of the beginning of the church with Pentecost and the wind, the breath of God, we get to a more complete revelation of God. A colleague of mine, a friend of mine, a pastor, has this cute activity she does with the kids. Usually she does it over the summer. She makes them these little paper cutouts of what we imagine Jesus to look like. She passes them out and has the kids color them in and encourages them to take flat Jesus with them on their summer vacations and journeys and take pictures of them, but keep them with them. And this is a great lesson in reminding us that Jesus is always with us. So I really like the concept. But it also makes me think, Jesus, without the complex concept of God as the Trinity, is somewhat flat, one-dimensional. Jesus is the person of God that we identify with most because Jesus was human, and we're humans. God the Creator, God the Holy Spirit, is harder to wrap our minds around because it's out of our realm of experience. But God is so much more than our experience. And just because we can't always explain how God is the Trinity doesn't mean that we shouldn't examine and embrace the different revelations of God. So over the years, as I often preach on Trinity Sunday, if you've noticed, my mind has done many contortions trying to fully understand this passage. I've read lots of translations of Scripture and I've listened to a lot of sermons and hymns 
But you know, hymns are where we find our theology. That's why we all want to participate by singing our hymns. Anyway, these are all valid sources for getting a more complete picture of what John writes. And I've used all these tools as well as commentaries and prayers and other people to grasp the meaning that God intends for me. Because what I've learned in search for understanding is that God has provided these revelations in many different ways and it takes effort and listening to other people's perspectives to start to understand them. We weren't meant to lean on our own understanding. We weren't meant to close our minds to others who are also made in God's image. We were meant to love one another as Jesus loved us. And when we find this hard to do, the Holy Spirit will close the gap for us. We believe that the Holy Spirit works constantly within each of us to help us navigate this complex and challenging world. We believe the Holy Spirit works within us constantly to help us grow toward whom God has created us to be. This is a work in progress. We are a work in progress. This is personal holiness. And we need the Holy Spirit as much today as the Christians did at Pentecost. You've probably heard the saying that God made humankind in God's image and then humans spend a lifetime trying to remake God into the image of humans. Take comfort in knowing that you don't need to do this. God is God, mysterious, really unknowable at this point, more than our experience. God is the creator whose very breath fills us with life. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I offer this to you today. Amen. We're going to do something different today. As a response, I invite you to sing with me Hymn 420, Breath of God, Breathe on Me, Breath of God. And I invite you, as you sing, to use this as your prayer for personal holiness. Please stand as you are able.
Please be seated. And bow with me as we pray. God, help us to open our hearts and minds to you and all that you call us to be and do. We are grateful for the Holy Spirit that empowers us to be participants in transforming this sin-sick world. We are grateful for the Holy Spirit which prompts us to pray for one another, not just those we love, but every one of your children, that they might seek you and accept the grace offered by Christ. And Lord, we are grateful that you love us so much. Amen. And now as we respond to God's greatness and grace, I'll invite our ushers to come forward.
Dear God, we thank you for these gifts that you have placed before you. We pray that they will be used for your service throughout the world to go towards your will in the world. We pray that you would use us as well as these gifts to do your deeds and to be your hands and feet throughout this earth. In your name we pray. Amen. And now for our blessing and benediction. I invite you to go forth into the world and serve God with patience and passion and be deliberate in enacting your faith and be steadfast in celebrating the Spirit's power. May peace be your way in the world. Amen. Amen.